time and the seat of a relic here because that day and that hour and those minutes I got the butt between my teeth you know I really stood up and was counted and said this is not getting away I remember when we pulled on our helmets and Donald says to me what are we doing I said we're going for gold Barrett that's all we said I can still picture that run that was just the best best run ever To Crunching Gears, the Rally Podcast, episode 34. Uh, in this episode, we will review Rally New Zealand and Deja Vu West, and then we'll also look forward to uh, the Harvest Rally this weekend in Donegal. Um, so without further ado, just I suppose, as always, like, share, comment, rate, all those things make a huge difference. And like the response to last week was Phenomenal. <laughs> I can't think of a, a better way of describing it. Thanks for everybody for your comments, your kind messages. Uh, still in disbelief ourselves here, I think, from speaking to the McField clan. It was an absolute pleasure. And Connor Edwards, uh, welcome joining me once again. Connor, you're very welcome along as always. Kevin, thank you very much. And um, what a week. 22 yeah. year old crowned world rally champion. Wow. It is. It's, uh, you know, it is surreal, isn't it, really? You know, uh, you know, 22. <laughs> <laughs> you're still every day you're out in the car it was still a learning experience you know <laughs> you, you, you definitely weren't ready to, to take on the world i'm sure i know i wasn't no exactly people weren't even getting work drives at 22 you know <laughs> seriously yeah. wow like just unbelievable like uh, you know we all saw the social media posts and the videos of this kid as as a kid you know cali at uh, no age behind the wheel of a car. Uh, you know, talk about being groomed to be world champion. And wow, this is unbelievable. Yeah, absolutely. You know, it's still, because it's been about a few years, it's still, to, to even think he's still only 22, it's unbelievable. Like, we forget how young he was, you know, whenever he, he come about at the start. And I've seen Tommy McLean, uh, uh revealed there this week that he tested the car, you know, the, the 2017 spec, he was only 15 or 16 at the time. Like, that's mind-blowing, really, isn't it? It is. It is. And it shows you what they saw in him then at that point. You know, he must have just been oozing talent. Yeah. But, like, to you know, to, to let a 15-year-old loose in a works car prototype, like, just incredible. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, absolutely. And, like, he had, like he, he, had, he had bad rallies in his formative career. But he wasn't, like, a, a serial crusher, really, you know. He, you know, every opportunity he took, he grabbed it. He, you know, he produced. You know, he got good results. Yes, he had a few incidents along the way, but like, who didn't? You know, it's been a, a steady, strong curve the whole way along. And to do this so young, it's still, it's, it is, it's, it's unprecedented. I think. Yeah, I oh, know absolutely. Like the learning curve was there, but when you go back and you look at stage times, and who he was beating or or just hanging on to the coattails of, you know. Putting in incredible speeds, incredible driving ability for you know somebody so inexperienced mm-hmm. and, and hadn't 
or didn't have the opportunity to build up their racecraft by, you know, competing in various championships. Like just it's been incredible. And I, I'm a bit surprised, I'll have to admit, that OJ, you know, was as magnanimous as he was. He, you know, for all yeah. intents and purposes, a fantastic champion he has been. Mm-hmm. I was convinced OJ was going to New Zealand because it was one of those tick boxes that he wanted to say, yep, I can add New Zealand to to mm-hmm. my tally. And I was amazed to see him, what he called support Kelly. Yeah, so and like, to that extent. Yeah, and what a you know a lovely gesture on the ramp <clears> to <throat> hand over his helmet. You know, uh, you know he had done a special livery on his helmet to go to New Zealand. Such a you know it shows the mark of a man that you know was uh, so clear headed that thought you know this would be a, an ideal opportunity to present that. And like it was a, like a lovely helmet. There was gold through it and everything else to you know to hand that over to Kelly. Uh, I think that's a touch of class. Absolutely. It was a fantastic gesture. Genuinely was. Um, and even, you know, to hear him being interviewed on Sunday morning before they set out in the final four Lucas stages, like OG, just the support. He was, you know, he was just everything that you would have wanted him to be and more. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And just, you know, he's not just there to get the manufacturer's points. He like he really genuinely wanted Roman Perra to lift that title. Yeah. Uh, and like that spread right across, the, you know, out Tannock before it got interviewed, before it got into the last stage as well. And like the you know the words of encouragement he had for Kelly going into that last stage, like I don't know how you know when the last time there was such a popular winner of the championship, you know, right across the board. I think everybody sees this as so positive for the sport as well as you know this young fella getting the crown is fantastic. But you know, I think it's going to bring a, a new generation of of fan to the sport as well. Absolutely, and even looking at social media, you know, Finnish social media. Um, they're talking about the resurgence there's been over the last couple of years and even Rally Finland this year had a lot more spectators attending and again it was that that roving para factor and mm-hmm. um, the fact that Finland was so close and, and now has done it uh, I can only imagine next year <laughs> the forest of Finland will be rammed okay. with spectators for sure for sure and like you, you know in the middle of all this too um, what did this mean to New Zealand to have you know the rally back too like it's been a, an absence there of whatever ten years I think it is. So to finally get the the world's best on their stages, like that's brilliant for them as well. I know, fantastic for them, and to be able to crown the world champion there and then as well. That it wasn't you know kept to the end of the season or anything like that. Yeah. It was fantastic. The only thing I felt sorry for 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 the the organisers, the rain. It last yeah. rained like just non-stop practically for the whole weekend. It's just so unfortunate that we didn't get to see. New Zealand in its finest, but mm-hmm. it was a fantastic event. I, I followed a good part of it anyway on on WRC Plus, and really enjoyed watching it. Phenomenal stages, um, and again that power stage for I uh, for I uh, normally I'm I'm not one that likes mm-hmm. <laughs> a purpose built power stage or special super special. I really don't like them. Mm-hmm. Wow, that was a cracker of a stage. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think, you know, without further ado, we'll cl- catch up with uh, Blair uh, Bartels from New Zealand. He's one of the guys, sort of like, he would be their media guy over there. And like, it's a fascinating story he has to tell how, you know, this event come about, describes the stages and goes into some detail about that power stage, you know. So I started asking him how good, you know, was it to have Rally New Zealand back on the calendar? Ah, Immensely satisfying. Yeah, I, I work reasonably closely with the team that that pulled it all together. And yeah, twenty twenty was yeah. There was so much hope, and um, you know, finally we we cracked it. We got the thing back. Um, and then to to have obviously 
you know, COVID and, and it sort of seems a little bit selfish to be upset about rallying um, when all that other crap was going on in the world. Um, but to, to get it back for 2022, I, I think it's just, yeah, 10 long years. It's, it was just amazing to, to finally welcome the world's best back to, you know, what um, were really reinforced in, onto the world's best roads. Absolutely, absolutely. And, you know, the, the crowds turned out, you know, after that, you know, you mentioned the COVID, after two years of, you know, turmoil, I suppose, the crowds that turned out to see the the guys, it was spectacular. It really was. Um, going into, we were lucky enough to get out for, for one quick little watch it at um, Fonga Coast. It's quite a famous spectator spot there. Uh, the amount of people there was, was mesmerising. Unfortunately, the weather uh, didn't help. There was meant to be 60 helicopters floating around following the event. You know, it was going to be like Vietnam, but um, that that probably put paid to a little bit of that. But it didn't stop the people getting out. It was incredible, and particularly Saturday. Um, I was awfully brave on Saturday and, and stayed home because I live about 10 minutes from the service park and watched on on all live. Um, and watching that, you know, the amount of people that were still out there watching, the, the conditions on Saturday were horrendous you know the weather is very really like that in Auckland and around this area um yeah we get get rain but it was it was torrential and it was it was crap <laughs> but the amount of people that were out there um was phenomenal it really was and yeah. and you know what was great was everyone was coming back in and going yeah the weather was crap but yeah. It was amazing. It was great to get out there and be amongst it. And, oh, we fell over in the mud and got stuck. And, oh, it was great fun. You know, everyone was just so enthusiastic, so excited about this event being back that that a bit of rain didn't stop them. And, like, personally, from your own point of view, like, you're a rally head. You you know, you've lived, breathed rallying for all your days. How good was it to see, you know, Toyota, Hyundai, M-Sport, all these teams roll up in your local town? Yeah, yeah, absolutely magic. As, as I said, you know, something that um, that we've, we've worked on for a long, long time now. Like my uh, my boss in, in my real job was the man, Peter Johnson. He was the man who really led the charge. So, um, it, you know, I've worked reasonably closely with him on that and, and, you know, fantastic. I guess for him to be able to deliver that too, you know, he, we've got so many passionate people down here, Kevin, um, that really put so much into making this happen, you know, and and um, to welcome those teams. You know, I think it was sort of the, the Friday they started packing up week before, uh, packing in, and, um, you know, there was this real sense of almost relief. It was like there's still a lot of work to do because we're a week <laughs> out, but, but they're here, you know. Yeah. That, nothing's going to take them away now. The drivers <laughs> are here. The teams are here. All their stuff's here. So, um, yeah, that that was one of those moments that was really, um, you know, a, a relief as much as anything. Yeah. Uh, and then, you know, to finally see them on the stage, it's like I haven't been lucky enough yet to see them on stage, the new cars, but they look amazing. And as you say, the world's best roads, what a combination. But God, they're quick. <laughs> and we've... We're commentating on the on the opening super special stage, which was just a tarmac blast around the the, <clears> the sort of main park in central Auckland, the domain. It's just that, you know, with the hybrid, the way they take off, you know, anyone that thinks that, oh, you know, they're going to ruin the sound of rallying and, and um, you know, they're going to be just like a Toyota Prius that you're getting at 2 o'clock in the morning when you're coming home from the pub. So wrong. Those cars are just phenomenal. You know, they the, the power... 
And like we, we go to our national championship. So my regular involvement is I'm coordinator of the New Zealand Rally Championship and we'll be doing live streaming and all sorts of things like that. And we've got some seriously impressive guys over here, you know, Hayden Patton, but also a lot of guys that chase him hard. And you stand on the side of the road and you watch them and you go, wow, that's impressive. And then you watch them after you've watched these world rally cars come through now. And it's like, oh, oh, that's a bit, yeah. <laughs> it's, just, it's, it's a whole nother level. But you're talking damn near twice the horsepower between a, a rally two car and a, in the world rally car. So um, they're, they're seriously special, seriously special bits of kit. Yeah, and then you know them guys driving those rally ones. They are the best of the best. Like you know, they are the top notch. Absolutely. So you know, to to go fast in New Zealand, you well, it's a, it's a bit like the top tarmac roads in Ireland, isn't it? You got to be super committed. You you know, every time you're lifting off, you got to carry that speed through the cambers. And those guys, they just they make it look so easy. Apart from, there's a couple that didn't, um, <laughs> rather spectacularly. But, oh, yeah. Um, yeah, you know, the, the guys, they they just, it's so impressive to watch. And the way the cars settle into those cambers and flow and float over the top of them is just a really majestic thing to watch. Yeah. And I think that's probably, you know, you've already answered the next question. Like, does New Zealand deserve a place in the calendar going forward? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe a little bit biased on that. <laughs> and look, talking to a, a few guys on Sunday night, they they want to come back. Uh, obviously, at the moment, global freight's are an absolute nightmare, and the, and the cost to to come down is is huge. You know, it's probably you know two hundred two hundred and fifty thousand pounds um, for for those big works teams with all the stuff that they need to freight down here. So that's that's a significant chunk of coin you know and and um sadly at the moment there's not really a way around that but by the same token it's also a, a world championship and um yeah i think what we can offer the championship here in new zealand is is something very unique something uh very spectacular again i might be a little bit biased but i think our, our scenery is pretty stunning um and our roads are, are world class and at the end of the day i think every rally fan just wants to see rally cars being driven hard you know not dodging rocks and yeah. and you know bouncing you know like we had so much rain the road surface was still so good i was lucky enough i did a little bit of work with the sas guys while they were out here um and we went and checked the roads the week before when it hadn't rained and i've never seen the roads in such good condition they were immaculate so hard packed um, you know, no corrugations, no big rocks, none of none of that. You know, um, and, and so they stood up really, really well during the rally, and and that's yeah, I think it's what what you want to see is guys being able to just get in those cars and absolutely drive the wheels off them, and that's that's certainly what we saw. Yeah, and like you saying about how bad the weather was, can you imagine how spectacular that would have been if you know had been good weather, and you know the oh. New Zealand scenery that would have been showed off around the world. The, the, what that will do for tourism in your country can't be bought either. Do you, do you want to call our government? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> That'd be great. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, absolutely. But I, I do wonder too, you know, the, hey, the wet weather, I think it certainly helped that first day, first proper day was a massive day. Uh, you know, close to 160 Ks of special stages. And I think... Um, the rain on the first day certainly minimised the cleaning effect um, 
and so we've probably got a better sporting spectacle yeah. for it, you know. And and hey, it was um it was pretty special too to to crown the youngest ever world rally champion on on our turf here in New Zealand. Yeah, like that, that that's a record that's going to be around for a long number of years of ever going to be beaten. Like, and yeah. that is going to be whenever they think of Kelly Rovenpera becoming a world champion, it's going to be in New Zealand. And just can't, can nobody can take that away from your guys now. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I was, I was really, really privileged to be on the the PA system at um at Jack's Ridge, which yeah, that's that's a whole other story in itself, Jack's Ridge. But yeah. um, that's just an amazing facility. Um, you know, to to have the chance to call uh, someone winning a world championship is, is something. Personally, I I think it's pretty special. You know, it's certainly something I'm not gonna not gonna forget in a hurry. No, like that 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 is something that you will take with you forever. Like, and as you say, that Jack Red stage, what a like. You know, we talk about spectator stages. We think of around a town or around a country park or whatever. You guys took it to the limit. <laughs> Well, yeah, I wouldn't say we, really. There's only uh, Andrew. Andrew Hawkeswood just had this vision. Andrew, uh, for those that don't know him, he's he's been the wild man of New Zealand rallying for for 25 years. You know, he's the kind of guy that everyone waits and then takes two steps back and and watches. And he's always, you know, the the road's only defined by the two nearest solid objects. And Andrew loves to put on a show, and and he's. He's one of the most generous guys going around too. He spent a lot of time, a lot of lot of effort, a lot of resource developing the AP4 cars that we have down here, and um, they've been a huge success story to the point where um, you know we we're consistently seeing 10, 11, 12 manufacturers in our top class in the mm-hmm. in the national championship over here, the Brian Green Property Group New Zealand Rally Championship. Um, yeah, we've got a really really strong national championship, and a lot of that is down to the work that that Andrew and a few others have put in to develop those AP4s. So then once he'd finished that project, um, he got a bit bored and decided to build something on his farm. And, and you know, being a rally driver, he knew what he wanted uh, mm. as a driver, but he also was someone that would always put on a show for the fans. So he he combined all of that. And, um, you know, when, when it was first talked about in 2020, people go, oh, it's just another super special Said to them, no, no, no. <laughs> <Do you see? laughs> this is a, pro- this is a proper bit of road, proper consequences on it. This is, um, you know, basically condense, you know, New Zealand rallying into six kilometres, and and that's what you've got. And um, you know, to to have a, a county grow that solid and, and build up and and hold up that well was was one thing, but to have a man made road effectively, yeah, you know, he, he built it. Yeah, he wanted to bring the world to, to his backyard. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and the facility held up exceptionally well. You know, there was 13,000 people on site. Um, and, yeah, they went home with muddy shoes, but um, yeah, everyone just had a great time. You can, um, you can imagine the smiles they went home with as well, never mind the muddy shoes, you know. So. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. And I think Craig Breen was a little bit um, uh, not quite sure about that stage after Ricky. And, and you know, it... Yeah, it's man-made and and um, it's it's a fairly active site too. So sometimes you drive through it and you go, "What? Wow, wow, you built the road through there?" <laughs> um, and, and yeah, but I I saw his comments. He says, "I, I don't know who Jack is, um, but his his property's gone up a few um, <laughs> a few pounds now, and and so he got introduced to Jack on um, on Sunday night. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but um, so he now knows who Jack is. Absolutely, absolutely." <laughs> uh, but, 
Yeah. And then, you know, you talked about the homegrown talent there earlier on. And like Hayden Patton, you know, we all know how good Hayden is. Like, if, you know, if the weekend didn't showcase him once again to the works teams, I don't know what the guy can do. I absolutely agree. You know, sixth overall, I, I think the expectation was there and he was quite open about it that um, he was sort of on a hiding to nothing. If he won WRC2, mm-hmm. whatever, you were, you were always going to do that. And if you mm-hmm. didn't, then what were you doing wrong? Yeah. But um, I think sixth overall, you know, that was beyond anyone's wildest dreams, I think, um, to genuinely outpace, you know, okay, Lorenzo Battelli in his first, WRC event for the year in one of those cars. But um, again, you're talking twice the horsepower, you're talking better suspension, all, all that stuff that goes with them. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, full credit to him. Hey, who knows what goes on behind closed doors and, and all those things that, that um, you know, make the make the merry-go-round go round. But yes. um, mm-hmm. I don't know. Mr. Tannock doesn't look overly happy in that, that camp yeah. at the moment. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah. yeah. Hey, who, who knows what's going to happen, but certainly I think the whole New Zealand rallying community, and, and it seems people around the world too, would, yeah. would love to see him um, have the opportunity. Unfortunately, this year, they just, Hyundai literally didn't have a car to put him in for yeah. this event. And mm-hmm. um, yeah, hey, that would have been something really, really special to see him in a, a world car here in New Zealand. But um, we know we're not on the calendar in 2023, but um, with any luck, hey, some the. Uh, all the uh, pieces of the puzzle may align in, in 2024. Yeah. Who, who knows? Yeah, we can, but hope. And as well as Hayden, you know, there was quite a number of other homegrown talent there at the weekend. You know, what did they make of the whole WRC razzmatazz? Yeah, yeah. It was, um, I think they, they were all <laughs> mind-blowing, you know. Um, I think we were really, really proud. We had 13 cars Um of our NZRC competitors into that um, that international rally, mm-hmm. uh, so seven in WRC two, and then another six of our our um, AP four cars in the national regional class, um, and not one of them got a fine from the FIA. So we're all pretty proud of that. <laughs> you got to watch all their rules and stuff, and that uh, you know over here we're reasonably sympathetic, and you're sort of you know someone makes a silly mistake and say, look, if you do that again, you're going to get in the in the crap. But, um, the FIA don't do that. They just no. go, right, 1,000 euro. It's, <laughs> it's black and white. Yeah, there's no way. Yeah, yeah, exactly <laughs> right. So, um, you know, we're all pretty pretty proud of those guys for, for you know, just surviving without um, having their wallets lightened too much. Uh, I think, you know, Shane Van Gisbergen, who's a, a circuit racing star down here that's decided he wants to go rallying and loves his rallying, man, you just run out of superlatives for the guy. Um Every time you think, oh yeah, that's we've seen the best out of him, and I don't think he'll take another step. He just takes another two, mm-hmm. um, you know, to be third in WRC two, and and without a puncture, he was he was right on Kaito. Yeah. So, um, you know, hey Ben Hunt, who's a, a two time national champion down here, he probably didn't have the best of runs. Um, struggled with a few things with the car, and then stuck it off, which is very unlike Ben. Um, and you know, Rana Horan, who, who's normally very, very quick, he blew a turbo on the first stage, which was very frustrating well within life. Lots of guys put up some really, really good performances. I think yeah, they they all seem to enjoy it and um, you know, they should all be very, very proud of themselves for how they they um, represented themselves and our sport on the world stage. Yeah. Well, Blair, as I say, 
I was blown away by the, the sights of New Zealand at the, at the weekend. And I can only imagine people around the world will have, you know, once again seen how good, you know, and how special New Zealand is. And hopefully they'll be back in the calendar in 2024. Yeah, fingers crossed. A lot of work to do. But um, yeah, I think we're up for the challenge. An absolute pleasure there to speak to Blair. You know, he has a mind of information. So Blair, thank you very much again for taking the time. Uh, also, I suppose, uh, in New Zealand, Hyundai had their struggles at the weekend. Tannock was, you know, there, thereabouts. Neville's seemed ill at ease too. The Silver, there's still just something not just quite right with the car yet, Connor. Yeah, it, it's it's every every event we see a bit of an improvement. Okay, I mean reliability, but they're they're they still are struggling, still are having their issues. And again, you know. Um, Tanak was having to fight that car. Neville was fighting with the car as well to, to get there. And, and yeah. you know, fair play to Solberg is probably one of his best drives in, in fairness this year. Yeah, for sure, for sure. And then the M Sport, you know, what can we say about, you know, Craig Green <clears> that hasn't already been said? Like, I don't know what the guy needs to do to change his luck. I don't know whether he's walked down below a ladder or walked over a black cat or what he's done at this stage. But, you know, when he was on the road, the pace is there. Like, there's, you know, I think was it four or five fastest times over the weekend. You know, has to be commended. Um, and Gus Greensmith getting a, a fastest time on gravel too. That's fantastic. And you know, the pace is coming there as well too. So you know, there has to be positives taken from it as well. There is has to be positive, but it's not just Breen is is, is suffering the battle because that whole team. Yeah. God love them. They really are going through the ringer. And you know, every time there's an accident, that's it, a huge bill coming back. That's putting even more of a question mark over the next event and then the next event for that team. Yeah, Greensmith um, unable to restart. Uh, you know, so there's, you know, and there seemed to be some kind of question over whether he would make the start in Spain now as well too, you know. So it, it's, it is worrying times for him for sure, isn't it? Absolutely. Yeah. In fairness, it was great to see Bertelli bring the car home, um, mm-hmm. you know, and a, and a seventh place finish as well. Yeah. Uh, like the cars are reliable. Um, you know, pretty they, they seem pretty tough, pretty strong and stuff, but it's mm-hmm. just they're the misfortune they're having. And then, you know, the expense of getting to New Zealand from New Zealand, and then they go back to Spain, and then it's back to Japan again. Like yeah. it, it, you know, for a team that's having to watch every penny or every cent, this it's it's a tough year on them. For sure, for sure. And then Toyota, you know, they got the one too with uh uh Kelly and OJ, but Evans, his bad luck continues as well, you know. So and and Taika as well went off as well. Yeah, I suppose that that's Taka uh, and Aaron Johnson's first non-finish DNF of the year. So, like they've they've been on, you know, what they finished in top six, top seven every single event mm-hmm. up bar, bar New Zealand. They've been doing fantastically, and again looked a fairly simple off that they had. You know, it was a fairly soft roll off the road, and and you know. Mm-hmm. stuck and and you mentioned Evans yeah it just is not his year really isn't and mm-hmm. I think we all thought having watched last year and how close he came to you know yeah. back in the night with OJ for that title we thought mm, yeah it's probably Champion the leg almost yeah, yeah mm-hmm. almost and mm-hmm. god it just hasn't hasn't gone his way that's for sure that is for sure and then you know from a completely different point of view then you know uh, Rally 2 was hidden pattern like if that guy hasn't you know, if somebody's not ringing him over the, you know, the next few weeks, offer him at least a part-time drive next year. I don't know, you know. I don't know what more he can do. <laughs> Kevin, they should have been ringing him before New Zealand. Oh, yeah, Never sure. mind afterwards. Like, yeah. like to take Rally 2 car home in sixth place, 
kept it clean. Phenomenal driver. The amount of pressure on his shoulders, because that man has generated so much interest and publicity around himself, around New Zealand, about all the projects that he's working on. Mm-hmm. So the, all the eyes were on him. Yeah. And, you know, he, he didn't put a foot wrong that whole event. Yeah. Um, and like, he was on a hiding to nothing. You know, if he went out and got beaten rally two, he was going to look silly. If he, yeah. can, if he just took a straightforward one, it was going to be, well, that was expected of you. But the way he'd done it, it was so clean, so professional, uh, you know, delighted to see it. Yeah, no, genuinely, uh, just, I, I was chuffed for him, absolutely chuffed for him. Mm-hmm. And he's the nicest guy. We, we've spoken to him on a couple of occasions. He's yeah. absolutely lovely. But it's just heartbreaking too that, you know, he's not sitting in a rally one car because he genuinely deserves yeah. And just on a wee side note of that, uh, I just was seeing the clip today. He'd done the the super special in the EV car, and like he had a you know he, he fluffed one of the the donuts around of like a comb kind of thing. And it was only two seconds off Tannic space. Yeah, like for a home that were to come as home built car, that is phenomenal pace, isn't it? Yeah, I oh, know it's incredible. That car, it's fantastic to watch that super special. Yeah. And again. You know, that's all home built yeah. home. His team have basically put that car together mm-hmm. and it's phenomenal what it's capable of doing. That is for sure. That is for sure. And then closer to home, then we had Deja Vu West. Yeah, you know, that's a car show with a drive round, but <laughs> with a difference, isn't it? You know, like that's, it, it, I don't know how we could describe it. Like I was chatting to Andy Walsh earlier on today. And like, if you describe it to somebody, how do you describe it? Like it's, it's far better than the sum of its parts. It's, you know, old drivers, old cars, new drivers, new cars, all mixed together for a drive around the countryside. It doesn't sound right, but it is so much better than all that put together. It's like a memory tour or a living museum or something, you know, on wheels. Or Yeah, it's incredible. I, I, I unfortunately wasn't there, but I got and was looking at as many video clips and pictures mm-hmm. as I could find over the weekend. And oh, It just looked fabulous and just brought back memories when you saw the cars and the liveries and some mm-hmm. of the drivers and... Yeah. And the roads, like, you know, yeah. the, some of the, those stages are names that, you know, are like straight fear into some of the drivers yeah. too, you know. So, uh, and then, you know, to see, you know, Oscar McHale reeling in the years there, you know, the two boys out, Donna Kelly, like having four cars down for the weekend, you know, Mark Higgins back over, uh, you know, just goes on and on. Like um, Adam Hall, you know, who's been on this podcast now in numerous occasions, getting the chance to sit in with Jimmy McRae, you know, you know, and an escort Cosworth, you know, oh, boyhood dreams there, you know, phenomenal. Ah, uh, look, it was incredible. And the weather played ball as well. Like, there's yeah. some fabulous, gorgeous shots of scenery and rally cars. And yeah, big you know, moody skies. You know, there was a few yeah. downpours throughout the day, but the, you know, the, the, the moody skies at this time of the year, I think, really add to some cracking photographs. Yeah. And like normally I wouldn't be a fan of, of rally cars on road sections, <laughs> yeah. but, you know, make an exception for, for the deja vu because oh, yeah. it really are. It's, it just it just opens up, you know, the memories and you just think back to, you know, days of spectating, stand mm-hmm. by the side of the road, you know, the early circuits and the Ulsters and the other and mm-hmm. uh, what do you call it, Cork and stuff. Just fabulous. And then a 2017 Fiesta just ambling by randomly. You know? So where else would you get it? You know. So exactly. Yeah, you know, uh, Kelly and Duffy done the event too. So we'll, we'll jump over and get Kelly's thoughts on the, how the weekend went. Thanks, Kevin. It's great, great to be on the podcast. Something I, uh, as I was saying before we went on air, that I really enjoy listening to it. It covers uh, journeys for me up and down to Dublin. So all fair play to keep up no, the great work. No bother at all. Thank you. So, Kelly, we thought there's a few things I really wanted to chat to you about. But first of all, the weekend, Deja Vu rolled into your home county. Uh, a great spectacle. 
Oh, it was a great spectacle. It started off in the Port West factory on Saturday morning. And uh, it was just brilliant. Like the lineup of machinery was just incredible. Um, like nostalgia from my childhood, right? You know, BMW M3s, you know, Cunningham's had the white BM there in the extra vision colors. And uh, that was probably my favorite color scheme. I preferred it to the black M3. Of course, it was for for Austin McHale and the, the West connection and that. But what a magic event. It was it was it was real sociable as well. I, I've never done a deja vu. Um, uh, you know, I've heard about them, how, how the, you know, there's a bit of driving, a bit of chatting. And yeah, it's great social outing. But the lineup of machinery was just immense. Like you had everything, even from rally cars to road cars. And, you know, all, all the people that brought the cars, you know, have to be commended the way all the cars were turned out. And, you know, Donna Kelly there bringing the OJ's Fiesta. Like yeah. you have mm-hmm. to, you just have to admire Donna. Like not alone had he that car there. He had the legacy there. He had the say it there. Mm-hmm. I think he had another car there. Yeah, the Almera like, there. Mark Higgins is there. The Almera there. Like, <laughs> mm-hmm. Who would do that? Like he has a museum of cars, and he just—it's it, not about him enjoying them. It's about everyone enjoying it. Like yeah. I think that's yeah, mm-hmm. a great admiration for Donna Kelly and and what he does. And like the museum is for people to go up and look, but they're not just sitting in a museum. And a lot of collectors just leave them in museums because yeah. they don't want to put mileage on them. They don't want to. He doesn't care. No, like everyone doesn't make them dirty. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like. It was just it, like to drive in. I, like I remember going to the Isle of Man, looking at them in Formula Two of Vitas, um, when I was spectating to be running behind one, just driving around the bangs of it. It was just, and then I looked in the rear view mirror and Declan McBrearty's driving his legacy, Dex Colin McRae legacy in the Rotman's car. It was just class. It was yeah. really class. The stages were tough. Obviously, you went out uh, Partry Mountain, which uh, you could use it again. I'd say it wouldn't be out of, you know, it was used a number of years ago in May on the opposite direction, although a different format of it. Uh-huh. Um, then you went across um, Tormakidi and Loch Nafui stage and even see the classic hairpin that we remember, I suppose, Seamus Coonan's picture, I think, of uh, Eamon Boland particularly, or even Austin. I think Eamon's going up the way and Austin's coming down the way in the uh-huh. Salika. But just to drive them roads, like that Loch Nafudi stage um, is very, very fast. Like I, I, I probably, I don't know if I've ever drove it in its entirety before. Mm-hmm. Um, it, was just, it was just magic, even to see, see the people along the route taking pictures. And then we, we stopped for lunch then in Roundstone. There was a, a start ramp or a, a ramp then in, in Clifton. There was a good crowd around there. And it was back to Westport then that finished up in the Keys. But it was um it was a really great day and then they had a dinner there was over a couple of hundred people at the at the dinner then in in Nockranny. so no there there's it's it's lovely for these events um mm-hmm. and you talk event. about the lineup of cars you know the lineup of legends at it as well you know the McHale family yeah. Donna Mark Higgins John Lyons you know everywhere you looked I would say there was in Connor McCluskey's Escar Cosworth like in the yeah. Michelin colors like they, mm-hmm. like and these are the proper like these aren't like dickied up cars like mm-hmm. they're the real deal like and mm-hmm. it's it's, oh, it's it was brilliant it was brilliant to see the lineup of over 100 cars the quality cars like even Austin they're using the the focus like as I was saying on your podcast last week it is the most successful focused ever ever built mm-hmm. and see that even driving around the noise the focus and that and like again going back to like I was just I, I, I think I seen that yeah I obviously in 2017 I did rally GB with Brendan Comiskey and I did see the 2017 world cars uh, but just to see that Fiesta the last morning it is just the most beautiful car I'd ever seen uh-huh. And in your, in your home county as well, too. You didn't even have to get on a plane. Or anything. It just, yeah, 
Yeah. Oh, it was brilliant. Like we left mm -hmm. here and my, my little fella Ben was able to do it. I, I borrowed a, a car off Shane, Shane Quinn there, young Shane Quinn from Longford, his Clio 197. So it was perfect for the job. And yeah. we had a great day. And even showing him was a real fun way to learn about reading road books and stuff. Yeah. Because obviously with me doing Facebook Live, I'm not competing here. So the opportunity to, to, to learn the trade like I would have learned it is a bit different. But um, no, he did a great job on the road mm -hmm. book now. And that was able to tick off all the junctions. And, you know, catch up with all his little friends and stuff along the route, and it was just, it just a great, great social day out, and no pressure, and no time cards, and no yeah. stress. Mm -hmm. Excellent, excellent. And then, you know, looking forward to this weekend with the harvest coming up here in Donegal. Um, and you said on, I think it was the last rally that you know the stages are going to be epic. You reckon the drivers in for some treat this weekend? Oh, brilliant! It's brilliant. Uh, yeah, you know, hats off. And and you know what? Before I I did I. I did the notes before I went up. I, I'd heard rumors at different rallies. Oh, I hear the harvest is using rough stages. I hear they're car breakers and nonsense, nonsense. They're the some of the best stages that I've ever seen. Like they're real driver stages. You don't need a massive amount of power to get a good result in the harvest. Like there's so much driving. There's crests with corners after them. There's crests with corners on them. There's there's distances after the crest. There's jumps, but there would absolutely no way of the car breakers. There would be that. I know a lot of that stage, stage one and two pretty much is like a version of Port Lake that would have been used in in over the years, but it's just split. There's a 4K stage, and then obviously it goes into the longer version of it. Uh, and even that, uh, the third stage, um, they're all running down the way. It's a bit tricky now for Facebook Live because I can't get from the end of one to the other. So I think Jane Collins is on board at the end of the first one, and Andy's at the end of the third one, I'm doing the second one. But um, the third one then was using the opposite direction a number of years ago in the harvest. I can't remember what year it was. It was probably six or seven years ago. I know yeah. Donna was doing double O in the Escona. Yep. Uh -huh. Yeah, so it goes between the ruins there. But honestly, the stages are just superb. And and you know what? It, it mightn't be possible, but if you could run Donegal International even out out on the Friday or one of the days on those uh, stages, Sunday or whatever, really, kind of it really yeah. mixed it up. Like um, Logistically, it wouldn't be the easiest for sure. Um, but... You know, you could say, geez, a hell of a road section around for the end of the third one back to the start. And I actually recce them um, in order one, two and three, which is very unusual. Usually I do one stage at a time, but it just it doesn't make sense. But you know what? You're literally when they start the first stage, they put on their helmet, they won't need to take it off to get to the end of the third one. Those road sections are almost zero between the stages. And um, so, yes, there is a bit of a run around, but it's only, I think, a total recce, about 25, 26 K. So that's really the road section you're dealing with, which is nothing. I, yeah. I guarantee yeah. after doing the three stages, no one will be crying about the road section because... <laughs> it, just be mad to get back in again. <laughs> first stage is 4K long, and I guarantee you there'll be even gaps between the cars in there because there is it's really, really short. Yeah. There is some a couple of fast sections in it, but the amount of driving in all this, there's no break. Like, you get to the third one, I was doing the notes... I was thinking, geez, will I ever get to the end of this? Like, in you know, because you're waiting to meet cars, obviously, you're doing it yeah. at a road speed. It is a bit different than obviously rallying on it. But the lads are going to be smiling from ear to ear and the sweat's going to be rolling off them at the end of it. Like, um, it, it's it's one, I would say it's one of my favorite events so far this year that I've made notes on. I have to say, it's just super, super. It's proper driver stages. Anyone that, anyone that is doesn't enjoy them stages, maybe they should do circuit racing or something. <laughs> Well, that's what rallying, yeah, yeah. rallying's about. Yes, yeah. there is a number of chicanes in it, but there's chicanes in places where obviously, if a car goes off, there'll be a lot of damage done to property and stuff. Um, you know, so there is a need for some chicanes, but they're definitely not needed, they're not excessive because yeah. just so many corners and so many places, so many traps. 
<laughs> you know, so guys are going to have, like, even co-drivers are going to have to be on their A-game, like, because, you know, if you have a co-driver there that's gone too far ahead, like, you're not going to be able to keep where he's at, and then, or she, and then uh-huh. if it's too, if he's not far enough ahead, then there's, you're going to have other problems, you're mm-hmm. going to be shocked comes up but yeah. there's no break on driver or co-driver for the whole of the event so i to be honest i'm really looking forward to to doing the facebook live this weekend because you know there is going to be a race and there is going to be it's it's you know it's going to be good battles throughout in in all excellent. the classes excellent so that's something for us to look forward to this weekend and then also last week adam hall there from rally insight a uh, very inter- interesting article he wrote there about your plans for 2023 you've some exciting plans coming ahead yeah, like there's a good few things obviously up in the air at the moment, but it it is my plan. I mean, we've seen some of the best rallying this year um, in this country. Like it's just been fantastic. I know, obviously, from the footage we get from outside with with flying Finn and so on, that you know the the race and the you know even the clips we get sent in, like everyone's on the door handles. Uh, obviously, with the Facebook Live, Facebook Live's great for the weekend. But then it's not because then when you, when you want to look back over it in 10 years, it's not not going to be that simple, you know. Yeah. So uh, it was sort of on my mind all year, probably from the start of the year. And and I was involved in the Triton Championship coverage in 2020. Um, with, we had a YouTube show. We had a launch back in 2020. We did the Mayo show with that was with Fly and Finn, Lee Cavanagh and, so, and, mm-hmm. and Eamon and the crew. And um, to, we, we had a great first event of Mayo, great 30 minute show on YouTube. It was branded. Great flexibility for Brandon, you know. And then obviously COVID came and just lost his momentum. And and to be fair, I know Eamon is has a full time job. Lee is has a few jobs. So you know it's very hard for the lads to you know to commit to that. And the, the work they do is excellent with the time they have even. Yeah, and so to be honest with you, I've chatted to Eamon. I've chatted to Adam Hall obviously as well. With you know Adam's brilliant writing scripts. Um, mm-hmm. for you know along with his brilliant articles on Rally mm-hmm. Insight, he's great at writing scripts. Um, for these shows so I said right I have a good few of the ingredients together I'm just talking to a couple of possible presenters at the minute professional presenters because you know I'm not a presenter like I'm okay at doing stage ends but pieces to cameras forget it mm-hmm. so um, you know a proper presenter spoke to a number of people about uh, doing editing and the, the critical part is is that we want something to look back and enjoy a few days after the event it's a bit like your you know like your podcast Kevin you know, you're talking about something that happened the previous weekend in many cases, mm-hmm. but it's still very, very enjoyable to hear the stories. Yeah. And often in Facebook Live, there's a different story happening outside of the live stream that you would love to tell that you can't tell or footage that you would love to use, but you can't use. Mm-hmm. And it was about putting sort of a hybrid model together. And then there was also people um, will say that to have cameras and our Motorsport Ireland, um, you know, accredited media yeah. that go to events and cameras. I was thinking, well, maybe they'd like a few pounds extra for their for their fuel for contributing towards our show. And that's it's a bit like Clip of the Rally really exploded mm-hmm. on us like for for a jacket. We get so many clips sent into us and some of the clips have literally millions of views on them. Yeah. And it's about getting even people out on the out in the ditches. I mean if you're getting the the you know really good footage, then the quality, I'm not saying the quality of the show won't be excellent, but you can you could, you know, um screen screen share you could split the screen with the yeah. action as well or use the audio and stuff like that even from facebook live yeah. you'll be able to take a lot of the interviews the audio maybe not the picture quality but yeah. certainly the audio and it's just a bit of a hybrid i was thinking right 
this I think this could work and we have to have it out at the very latest the Friday after the event but ideally I suppose reminiscing in old times a bit of deja vu with the RPM was always on the Thursday night yeah and that was sort of you know a lot of people a Thursday night's good for a lot of people because you know they don't have movie nights so they don't have really any plans on a Thursday and they're getting ready for the weekend or the Friday Mm -hmm. and so that was what I was thinking so the plan is coming nicely together um, I spoke with the national championship and the forestry championship. Now, there's been nothing, absolutely nothing confirmed. I've, I've, I suppose I've I expressed my interest in doing it. Um, I, I can, it, it's sort of, I'm trying to subsidize it because, you know, clubs are, everything's getting so expensive. Adding in all these chicanes, adding in all these extra things, all these safety features, they all cost money. I know yeah. from Run Mayo kids have been involved in Run Mayo this year. The cost is crazy, and and for the turnover clubs make with the entry fees, the profit is is, is very very yeah. fine line like. Um, so I was thinking, I you know I need to come in with a subsidised model. So that was my plan as well to come in for a price that's really really competitive. That actually there is opportunity for other advertisers to come on board, you know, and get there. Say there's always say for Facebook Live, I had switched mm-hmm. solar on this year for all the national rounds, yeah. but like I had loads of sponsors nearly for every event wanting to come on board, and then I was mm-hmm. thinking, well, if they want to come on board in some way, well then you know this YouTube show and get their branding. And mm-hmm. remember, YouTube is a lot more flexible than TV. And and again, this like I I, I was often thinking I see people's comments with TV and TV, and I was actually going to put up an Instagram last week and take a picture of my TV and then put a rally program up on it because it, like I won't say everyone is smart TVs, but Aye. TV is TV. It's, it's uh, YouTube. It's Netflix. It's, it's changed. It's, it's not, that's not the five channels or whatever we had originally. Yet, exactly. And, and the beauty about the YouTube thing is like, if I'm going on a plane this evening out to the UK, I can download that program. And when I go onto airplane mode, I can put on my headphones and watch it. Mm-hmm. So whereas I don't know how to get it off the players. I, I, I've never actually downloaded something off, off, a, off a TV player. But our exposure around the world will actually be greater on YouTube because people will share it in different regions. Yeah. Anybody with YouTube, any country that's YouTube actually has better access. They don't have to set a time on their watch of this program. If they don't watch it, yeah. then they've missed the program. Aye, it's so not Thursday night at 10 there, past 11 or whatever. It's whenever you want to watch it. Yeah. Yeah. Whenever you want. Yeah. If you're waiting on a ferry, waiting on a boat, waiting on a train, going to work, whatever the case may mm-hmm. be. And it wasn't like, it's not that I'm saying that Mick and On The Limit crew weren't able to do it. Um, because I know Mick obviously was in Donegal this year. And the Monday after Donegal, I said, you know what? I was driving home from Donegal on Sunday evening. I said, you know what? You know, I've been thinking about this YouTube idea for for a long, long time. For most of the year, or maybe even during COVID, it came into my head. And I was thinking, you know, Mick could be the man to get involved with because he has so much knowledge, he has so much expertise. In twenty years, yes, there's things that I would like to do different than he does, and he might be interested in coming on board. You know, he has great camera people involved mm-hmm. with him the whole lot. But I rang Mick the Monday after Donegal, but um. No, not not particularly interested, and and he's going a different direction, and that's fine. It's probably it's probably ran its course anyway. So mm-hmm. you know, I, as I said, I was interested in getting Mick, but uh, he's obviously you know he's back in the music scene now, yeah. and um, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's good. So yeah, I suppose it, it, it'll be a new thing, and uh, I am hoping obviously that the national championship, the Triton, and the and the forestry championship come on board because I'd love to, as I say, go through all these famous races we've had all year, like and and it's not just the race in the top five. You know, there's there's races in all classes and, and, and the guys in all the classes, you know, as Andy stands out in all, mm-hmm. all the events, they're as important, not yeah. to us, they're as important to the people that are watching them, that are interested in only seeing them yeah. as the top five are to anybody else. So like that, the historic championship in the tarmac, the historic tarmac championship this year was phenomenal. You know, like every rally, it was like, 
you know, scraping over seconds going into the final round. I think there was four or five guys who could still have won the championship. And they, that got missed because there was no coverage. <laughs> and I know they, they, they do feel hard done by, obviously. I, I listen, I listen to you every week. And in, in some regards, and, and it's not just the historics now, I would say. Oh, that oh absolutely not. No, that's an example. The other thing is, and, and I always notice, you know, I chat to Andy on the way home and I often say, gee, Andy, if you weren't there, I'm not sure who'd be there for them. Yeah. And, and this is both the historics and the juniors. Yeah. The junior comes in, he's running at the back of the field. The, the future of the sport, yes, nearly everyone's packing up and good luck to the juniors. Mm-hmm. Like. Yeah. like, you know, there's no Erasmus and... You know, it's as important to have a bottle of champagne for the juniors or historic winners as yeah. as lad, the person that wins the rally because yeah. they've equally put it all on the line. They're probably spending, in relative terms, to their income multiples. Uh-huh. So, you know, they need equal amount of love. And I, I think the whole thing needs a bit of a look at. And I'm sure it is. I know Declan Tumulty has a remit this year that he's he's he has a number of things. And I've spoke to him, say, just chit-chat because I get on very well with Declan and he's a real progressive um fella you know he's obviously been involved in the Triton for years but he's interested in mixing it up and, and listening to new mm-hmm. ideas and, and try to you know spread the love over yeah. the classes and if if a guy has you know a lead going into the last stage is only leading by two seconds well we need to show this we need to show this person because they're leaving it all on the line and and mm-hmm. we don't want to miss it because then the guy will say you know only outside of his circle no one really knew who he was racing uh, or what so why don't we make sort of try to make I won't say stars, but make more of a deal of of yeah. everybody that's having a race and all the classes that mm-hmm. there's a bit of action and a bit of news happening. Yeah. And hopefully, you know, the edit time is very short. But like it, the first event ultimately will be the hardest. Like on the I think it'd be the forestry. But if, if if this is all yeah. hypothetically, oh, yeah, 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 of course. And and I suppose going back to it. I have been naming the hat for the Tarmac Championship as well, but to be honest, for 2023, like I, I, I like the problem is I don't want to bite off more than I can chew as well. You want to walk and before you can run, basically. Yeah, don't you? Yeah, so. yeah, like I'm away to the UK. Uh, I'm away to the UK this evening, and I'm not back till Tuesday. So that Tuesday night late, I go and be home till probably two in the morning here, and then Wednesday, and then Michelle, my wife's nurse, so she goes to work Wednesday, and she doesn't get home till Thursday, so. You know, I need to restructure things a bit here and, and get things working a bit easier before taking on the tarmac because the tarmac is a different animal because it's two days yeah. and a lot more time away. And so I, I would like to, I suppose, say I'd be really interested in doing 2024. And it's not that I'm using the, the, the Triton if I get it on the forestry as a guinea pig, but it, it's far more manageable, even people-wise and work-wise. And I'd rather nail that and come up and be able to use loads of ideas. Like there's even stuff like, that I suppose, you know, your podcast has really showcased is you've really shown who the people are, Kevin, you know, and their characters outside of the rally suits or outside Mm -hmm. of our firm interview or the end of state interview. You know, you've put a face to the character. And that was the thing as well is that like years ago, we were only talking before we went on air. Like if you've seen Austin McHale in a shop when you were like 30 years ago, like you would have dropped, you would have been in awe of this but like these guys as well, you know, your Kevin Eves, your Gary Kernans, your Ryan Lochran's, like, you know, the rally people know what they look like, but then the new fan might know what they look yeah. like. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's nice to put a face to these people. And the thing about it is I'd love to visit these guys in the workplace as well, you know, that we can use throughout the year, the footage yeah. throughout the year. And you see even Niall Maguire, one of the biggest trucking enterprises in, yeah. in Ireland or yeah. maybe even in Europe. Yeah. And 
like wouldn't it be great to just spend a day with him and, and in in his normal workwear and and talk about his business and mm-hmm. we'd be able to mix it into one of the shows because we have the flexibility with YouTube. We're not tied to 30 minutes. Ideally, the sweet spot would be 30 minutes, but if it's mm-hmm. 32 minutes or 35 minutes, uh-huh. I don't think anyone, it's not going to be just for the sake of it. No, so there's lots of pe- people I'd like to 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 spend time with and and do a bit of a backstory on, on them, like a two minute thing to mm-hmm. show who they are. Like you know, Niles. You know, Donna Kelly, Eamon Kelly. What yeah. like what does Eamon work at during the week? You know, listen, yeah. I spent time on a on a ferry back from the Cambrian last year with him. We're chatting the whole way back, like real smart young fella, yeah. just really interesting guy. Mm-hmm. And what does he do, or what does Donna? What what's Donna's normal week like? Uh, who knows? Yeah. Who knows? Like we see this great businessman, but wouldn't it be great to spend you know our half, half an hour with him, like just getting the, the behind the scenes story, like, yeah. like of, mm-hmm. of who he is and. It's it's endless the amount of people you could spend time, and that's why I was hoping sort of that the earlier the better. This is tied up that mm-hmm. you know my time my quiet time is December and January to to go and and interviews these people and, and get the footage that we can use it throughout the year. And I think it just give it a different dimension. But I suppose that's the plus on YouTube. You're not tied to time. You're not tied to um I won't say camera quality because the camera quality now even on a phone to be honest on oh. 4D is as good as cameras were mm-hmm. 10 years ago. There's no issue there. I'm not concerned about quality, but even the likes of advertising, we can run advertising ourselves in the middle of the show, and it's not going to be poisoned with ad breaks or anything. Far, far from it. But these smaller advertising slots will be used to subsidise it, um, to to the clubs and so on. That you know that it makes it cost effective. Um, that between the championships and the club, it's it's no big burden on them. So yeah, look, there's lots in the up in the air. Um, there's lots of people have since Adam did the article, obviously in Rally Insight last week. There's lots of people that have been in touch, and um, yeah, it's really positive. And as I said, I'm looking forward to hopefully if I can get it across the line and um, you know do the best job we can with it with, with the best people involved, and and I'm sure we can. Killian, can't say fair than that. So if anybody wants to get in touch, drop you a message on Facebook, I suppose, or whatever. Facebook or Instagram or any any of the social media channels or even my numbers on on, on the pacenote.ie on my website as well. So yeah, or even to be honest with you, the rallies now. Often I, I I'm nearly cut people short of the rallies because usually I'm against the clock, even mm-hmm. in park firms and so on with interviews if you do or or forwarding clips of the rally or doing updates and uh, there's lots to do in between yeah. the stages. So but yeah, if someone drops me a message. A few people have dropped me a message. I said, listen, I'll be in touch the first week in November, That's which is only a month's time, yeah. um, because I just want to get this next month. We're very busy in the UK with notes. Um, I'm doing the Carolina stages tomorrow. Um, so I just want to get that sort of done, and then I can really focus sort of seven or eight weeks on, on the YouTube show. That's all I'm, I'm going to do and, and, and get, it, get it all together. Kevin, it's lovely to hear Killian's enthusiasm for covering this sport and promoting it. And, you know, again, excited to hear the plans and all the things that are happening in the background for next year. Yeah, for sure, for sure. You know, like, and no better man for, you know, it's not talk, he will make it happen, I'm sure, as well. There's no doubt about it. And also great to hear, you know, his enthusiasm for these stages and this weekend upcoming, you know, the Harvest Rally. Like, when, to hear him the way he's talking about them stages. That's going to be a huge, you know, task for the, you know, the drivers and the co-drivers as well too. Like it's going to be three tough stages, but three epic stages, you know. Like that sounds phenomenal. Um, you know, uh, what an entry to have there. That's a great entry for a round of the national, and so late in the season, you know, we always kind of think at this stage of the year things start to tail off a wee bit. But Jesus, that top twenty would be a good international field. That, you know, any other rally, that's, that's brilliant to see, isn't it? Absolutely. Listen, decent field. We're up in the northwest at Gordahark direction. Mm-hmm. Gorgeous parts of Donegal. 
Um, and yet, you know, you know, you couldn't get any more Northwest and, and the crews are, are making their way. And, you know, a great set of crews as well that are going to be taking part. Mm-hmm. And fantastic to see number one seed Callum Devine out. Yeah, uh-huh. and I caught up with uh, Callum a wee bit earlier there. And just, you know, first question I asked Callum was, you know, is it good to have a rally to look forward to this weekend? Hi, good, good to have a, a rally to look forward to again. It's been a, it's been a, it's probably a long enough wee break there since uh, Cork 20 for us, you know. And uh, hi, it's, uh, hi, I'm looking forward to it. Donegal Harvest now, I always love, love rallying on Donegal. The stages are always great. So, yeah, it's definitely one we're looking forward to. Yeah, and like this is, you know, this could be the three in the row. That would be a nice wee thing to have in your CV as well. <laughs> I'd be, I'd be nice to be honest, I, especially three in a row. And um, the first harvest now was our first proper one in 2019, so it was. Um, and that was after a, a good year in the Irish Tarmac Championship and, and, and our step into R5. And, and yeah, the harvest end of the year proved to be the, the one for us to get our first one. So yeah, look, um, it was a good, it was a good one last year too as well with Deck and Boyle. So. Yeah, it'd be nice now, but it won't be easy. Yeah. And, and that's the thing with the Donegal Harvest. The way it moves around different regions, it's, you're not going back to familiar stages. It's it's new every time. That That's nice We touch as well. That, you know, it's not just going back over the same ter- territory year in, year out. Yeah, definitely. No, I do. I think it's I think it's a good job that they do that too. It's uh, like um, they get a lot of locals too from around, around that area, like um, getting to do their event like I remember the first time it was in Muff so it was and then sure it was down in Donegal Town and it's yeah it's well it's well it's well moved about now so it is but mm-hmm. look it's definitely it's nice to get the stages as well which is yeah, something different it's good mm-hmm. and then you know with this rally this weekend there's no pressure there's no championship points to be you know you're not driving with a championship in mind that that obviously brings a, a, a you know, a different mode, is it? Like, you know, do you relax a wee bit more then? You can let your drive and do the talking almost. That's what I'm trying to say, I think. Uh, I think so. I think you're right. I will probably, as I say, we're, we're just going going there really, Um, hopefully a good, that's what we're planning, a good recce. And uh, I'm working on the car now. We've done a few changes to the car now, going back to more Donegal setup. Um, that Moving away from what we did in Cork, we did some changes in Cork. So we're moving back and, Look, uh, we're looking forward to it, you know, uh, getting at the stages. And it's, as you say, it's just pretty much driving and getting the feel of the car again. And uh, yeah, and hopefully when it all clicks, we'll just go as hard as we can too. <laughs> and, then, you know, you talk about, you know, you're, you love driving and all. Like we've seen Sam and Josh there uh, taking out the Starlet. Would that be something that would, you would like to get, you know, your teeth into at some point, like getting out in a rear wheel drive car? I look, hey, it's... Uh, I would definitely enjoy it. I know that. Um, but I think if I was going into a rear-wheel drive, it would be more for the crack. Do you know that sort of being competitive? Um, I'd be more for the big slides and stuff, which uh, I think them two boys have been doing too, which is it's good to see them moving across. But we've actually kind of, I've been out in the buggy there. Um, we better break there. Um, one of the guys that helps me with the rally car one morning and stuff, he's a buggy. And uh, we went out in that and, and to be honest, I really, really enjoyed it. Kevin and I had they're a great piece of kit and a great value for the day's crack and uh, yeah uh, I think that really probably it was rear wheel drive so can I get, maybe give me a wee thought on it too mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. And, and it's a nice way of keeping much fit too away from the weekend's rallying too that you, you know you're getting a bit of drive and you're getting a few miles in you know it, it, you're using all the same muscles I suppose really yeah, exactly, and that's it's like things are coming at you fast and them buggies. Like it's it just definitely gets it keeps your eye on there for the speed and as well. Like you're always uh, 
moving, doing wee setup changes to the buggies too, which is good. And hey, they're they're great fun, as you say. Like um, you can put them into the trailer and pull them out and put them back in the trailer, and away you go. Like it's uh, they're definitely they're a great great thing now for keeping match fit, and they're they seem to be a popular thing now getting as well. So yeah, for sure, for sure. And like, do you still get the same buzz every time you pull on the helmet and the gloves at the start of the stage? You know, is uh, is there no feeling like it still? I I think the rallying's hard to the, the rallying's hard to top now. I, I think um I, I don't get me wrong. I love I love most most motorsports, you know, and I love I love the love the thrill of the speed, you know, and everything. But um I think there's nothing nothing better really than you going down a road and um with your no, your navigator to call the notes and the bumps and crests and all the elements you have to do with down the stages. There's no there's no real thrill like it, you know, when everything goes well, you know. So. No, we still still get the I still get the buzz. So um, <laughs> I love I love it now. Yeah, and like twenty twenty two has been you know a good year for you. You know you started off in Galway and you know you showed the speed and then you know a few like uh, like mechanical issues in. Uh, but the speed has been there all year. That has to give you really good heart going into twenty twenty three. The speed's been good, hey. The, the speed has been good all, all since the start of the year, you know. And we had, yeah, we had our some issues and problems, and yeah, some of our own mistakes too that happened through the year probably put us out of contention in the championship there. And but like as you say, the speed's been good, and it's it's been strong all from most of the front runners in the tarmac championship, which is good. Um, so it's been, yeah, it's been it's been good. So it has, and yeah, it's. Yeah, the speed hasn't went back anyway. I would say so. Looking forward into next year. Now we'll we'll see what see what it brings. You know. Yeah, and like being involved in such a competitive championship, like and being up there and fighting for those tenths of a second. You know, and like you know we've seen there you've matched in times and stages. I can still can't get my head around that. You can drive like 12, 13 kilometers and not even be separated by tenth of a second. Like, does that drive you on to make you want to come back next year and be involved again? It does. It definitely does. To be fair, um, yeah. Like, like I remember even like Killarney, like myself and Alistair going up Balls Gap, like, and like I think the second time round, we were, we were everybody wanted to be as fast as possible, and that's what it was. And like, I think me and him were at the same point of a second, which was crazy. Like, and we absolutely drove drove our socks off, and, and I'm sure he did too. And they got followed into Donegal too, and Matt Edwards is over. Like it, once we got a jump at the start, but then it just after that there after the morning first morning service, it was point points of seconds the whole the whole rally, and uh, it's a uh, it's a great buzz, a great buzz, and it keeps you so sharp and it keeps you so so driven all the, all the rally, you know, and like that's that's what you want, like that's what I always want to go out rallying. I always want to, uh, I always want to compete against the best and see how far I am or how close I can get or, or whatever that's just the way it is but it's yeah it's a good it's a good buzz and uh, going back to Tarmac next year maybe uh, yeah I wouldn't I would, wouldn't mind it now Great to hear there from Callum as always you know so I like the, the, the top 10 you know we have Sam there in the WRC Fiesta you know how will that go compare in comparison to you know the R5s if Donegal was having to go by you know, it, you know the R5s have the, the beating of them but then you know Sam is a bit more time behind the wheel now as well you know, Robert Barable, Declan Boyle, you know, will they come in the polo or will they be there in the fiesta? Yeah, um, Gareth McHale, you know, after Galway, yeah. you're not going to disappoint him, Seamus Leonard, you know, the list goes on there, Connor. Yeah, absolutely. And don't forget Aaron McLaughlin as well, uh, mm-hmm. out in the WRC fiesta. Yeah. Um, and Kelly and Michael Boyle, two guys that showed yeah. very well in Donegal as well, you know. 
yeah. think, uh, especially Eamon there had a great run on the Sunday in Donegal. So, you know, he'll be coming in there with his tail up as well. Yeah, absolutely. And then, you know, Tim McNulty getting a bit more mileage under his belt too. Mm-hmm. Out in the polo can't be that far away either if he yeah. gets a clean run. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like three stages, and, you know, talked about the stages, how good they are. Um, you know, and then, you know, Kevin Gallagher back again in the Darien, his first time out against the Donegal. Like he's going to have to be, I'm sure, going to be the man to beat there in the modified as well. But, you know, you have uh, Kevin Eaves, uh, you know, you know, all them guys will all be looking to fight for the honour of winning the harvest, the modified harvest as well. Absolutely. Oh, look, you know, as we say, and we have said many times before, with the competitions out at the minute, with the, the quality and the level of comp- competitors and, and competition at the moment through all the categories, it really is. It's a fantastic time to be following rallying. And, you know, that modified battle is going to be as good as the battle for you know for first absolutely absolutely and then Kevin McLaughlin you know uh, we spoke to him earlier in the year after Donegal like out in the Hyundai R5 he is a, a small team around him there that has pulled out all the stops to get him into this car for his home event that's you know it has to be worth a mention too like a, you know that's a great opportunity there for him as well too so uh, you know it's going to be a cracker of a weekend and then I suppose now it's a, something a wee bit different you know um, I caught up with Eamon Mimna, who was at the Harvest Rally last year, just outside Donegal Town. You know, and it's almost a year to the, the day. It was earlier this week. Eamon was at the service area on the, the Sunday morning before the cars left. He was walking across the road. Um, I'll let Eamon take up the story from here. It's it's a very interesting story. No, it was a day to remember that I'm, thank God I'm here to remember. Um, we had it off in the morning. That's normal. And the way we operate, whoever's far this way drives. So we had it down to Donegal and we had to go to the service area to get Maiden Gordon Noble and Paul Barr to get the maps to where we were going. <coughs> Caught in about and coming near the time we decided to head off to the cars. And I just walked out across the main Killybegs to Donegal Town Road and I fell dead on the road, basically. Mm-hmm. As the luck had, there was a lady from Fawcett's uh, started the CPR. Her and her husband was watching me fall. So she started the CPR and within 200 metres, the Red Cross was sitting, the Irish Red Cross was sitting down the road, which one of my friends run and alerted them. Plus the guards was there. Everybody that I could think of was needed was there. So as the saying is, my time wasn't up. Yeah. Uh, they worked with me, and after a few minutes, we come round on the road. To my knowing that I was dead for up to six minutes. Uh-huh. Yeah, I mean, there's no such thing as a good time to have a heart attack, but you were definitely at the in the right place at the right time. Certainly, because if not today, I would not be telling this story. Mm-hmm. I was such. As luck that the dental nurse seen me fall, and as <clears throat> they proceeded to do the CPR, one of the fellas lifted his head up and he seen the ambulance was down at the shop, which they never be at a service area. I saw this at the start of the stage, <laughs> so that was another bonus ball, or whatever, as uh-huh. the girl said, you know, they never. And they talked about coming down the road to the rally. God, we're going to have a boring day today. 
sitting at the service area. <laughs> so she says, let, let me know that that was the most first time they ever had to do the, this big a job. Uh-huh. Yeah. And like, so, for, for <clears> you, <throat> like, you know, what do you know what happened? Was it, you know, was it the pumping system for your heart or was it, the, you know, what was it? Well, let's say we'll go back to the heart. Your heart's in two divides. One is the collet, your lactics, the others is the plumbing. Uh-huh. But my plumbing was perfect. It was my lactics stopped. So with the good luck that they had the defibrillator with them and they were going to give me the jump start <laughs> to get me going. There's no other way you could describe it. No. Uh-huh. It was, I think it was quite a long time. The boys reckoned that one fella definitely said, they said it was up in six minutes from you to fell on the road to, to oh. get me going. Like, so, which was a big thing. Yes. And the fact that somebody started the CPR was my bonus. The, Probably kept the air flowing to your brain, you know. Uh-huh. So when they come around on the road, it was sort of a, a miracle, I suppose, that they did and didn't know where I was and what happened and uh-huh. started to, as you would, get all on emotion and all. Uh-huh. And by that time, then they were putting me on the stature, the Irish Red Cross, but they were waiting for the Letterkenny services of the county uh-huh. ambulance to come to pick me up. So when they come and they got me transferred down from one to the other and they made such a a real good job of me, to be honest, to uh-huh. no hurt, no nothing and and as, as comfortable as I could be. And off we went to Letterkenny uh-huh. and, and, and met the loveliest assistants of all the nurses and doctors and couldn't done enough because I hit my head a while buying the road. Oh, right, yes. And they were and they were sort of feared of that as well. So mm-hmm. we went for um, a scan. <clears throat> so as to my known, we were to be transferred to Derry would be your hospital at that time. Uh-huh. But they couldn't fit the criteria. So the doctor said I can get you to go to I can get you to Galway's if uh, and I would prefer, he says, it's a fine place for your for your problem. Uh-huh. So two and a half hours later, I was sitting in Galway Hospital. Yeah. And a story, which they said it was worked on so gently. They couldn't, for what I come through, they said that the amount of people who would come out of broken ribs and yeah. all different parts of your body, mm-hmm. that whoever were at me knew what they were doing. Yeah. So I can't thank the people of Donegal Workers, ambulance, yards, no matter who was there that day, they couldn't, you couldn't thank people enough. So on a three thanks, we're going to have a GoFund for the Irish Red Cross, Uh which we have a a site set up now for it. (coughs) People has already started to tribute it. So on Saturday, I'm going to the rally, Uh which I'm having flyers with me and I'll have the whole details on it. For who to give it to, or no? Yes, I were who to donate. Yeah, uh-huh. just everybody doesn't do Facebook, so no. it's nice to. But no matter what sport you're on today, should it be horse riding, motorcycle, yeah. football, uh-huh. anything? Them people are needed. Yeah, everywhere. Yeah, and they're there, given their time, you know, and you know, for and like they never <clears> a million <throat> years think they're going to be needed in a case like yours. But it just shows how vital that service is that they provide. 
Totally. They left Monaghan that morning at six o'clock to drive to Donegal to think that they were saved somebody's life. Mm-hmm. You know, they and their mind that yeah. they were, as I said, the laugh was going down the road. God, we're going to have a born day. Uh-huh. So at this stage, they have kept another body on earth yeah. with their help. Yeah. And like, and, and, and like, as you, that's lovely now that you're hoping now to, to give something back to the Irish <clears throat> Red Cross. As you say, you wouldn't be here today telling this story if it hadn't have been for them. Definitely not, Kevin. There's not a chance. If I had been sitting at home and the wife got upstairs and come down again, you're sitting dead in a chair yeah. and wouldn't, you wouldn't be one bit the wiser but by that it was a heart attack. Yeah, and like, you know, if you'd have been at home, you wouldn't have had, uh, you know, somebody there with you as quick. You know, you wouldn't have had that that six minutes. You'd have been still there. You wouldn't have had somebody doing CPR. You wouldn't have had an ambulance. You would have had nothing there in that six minutes. Definitely not. One of my friends has got a double time. I've done the CPR twice. Mm-hmm. I you know the course. Yeah, and he said he couldn't even lift my head to put it on his knee. Right. That he just was so shocked. Uh-huh. You know what happened, and he said, "Like it takes a strong person to do what them people does." Yeah, and and sometimes they're very people would turn up their face at them much. Uh-huh. You know, Do you imagine leaving to leave home, leave man on the six o'clock in the morning. Yeah, the one they get the girl is from Newbliss, so which is another forty minutes. Uh-huh. So they're up half the night to get to come to do something for nothing. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and the service, the ambulance only charges two hundred and fifty pound. Or for the day, yes, and they get nothing, you know. So maybe some other clubs would feed them there, maybe or if they're Aye. lucky. But uh, it's, it's, they're there for for the very basic, you know, only covering their costs really, and nothing else really. <clears throat> that's that's the cost of the machine, not uh-huh. the they Aye, the people. Yeah. Yeah. So, so uh, before the Monaghan rally, yeah, mm-hmm. uh, I <clears throat> the morning of it, I went up and met them outside the house of Michael's house. Uh-huh. And he couldn't believe it that I kept in touch with them all, you know, plus the paramedic from uh-huh. he was from down the outside Slagler, Ballymote. Yes. So like a bunch of lovely people who could not ask for better. Yeah. Absolutely, absolutely. And we'll get the details of that GoFundMe page and we'll share it along with us here as well, too. So Eamon, to wrap it up, uh, I'll share the, the link for the GoFundMe page. And you'll be at the rally on Saturday, so if anybody wants to come over, I'm sure you'll have a bucket or whatever with you that people can, can, donate, can donate on the day. Yeah, well, I intend to go to Driver's Briefing with mm-hmm. a wee flyers and that. And elsewhere, we'll be around, we're staying down on mm-hmm. the Saturday evening, so we'll be at the prize giving or whatever. Yes. And I'll swear, <clears throat> every penny I get, the Red Cross will get it so. Well, that's for sure. Uh, Eamon, I think this is such a lovely story. It shows, you know, the great side of rallying that you know, that community circled around you, got you back when, and, you know, you're back on your feet. And I would say you're you're thankful to be back in such good form again yourself. Nine days later, I was fixed and back on the road, back at my work. So, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's amazing what the, the hospitals do. You know, the technology today is, I don't know how words describe it, just... Second to none, I suppose, isn't it? You know, yeah. and you had the right people at the right time working in you. Well, I'm maybe fixed better than when he's a man out there because I've now got a defibrillator yeah. and built in my chest. So, if, uh, and I do know it's working because I got a wee bit of a bang. <laughs> and to me, let me tell you, you, you wouldn't want it every day because uh, it was soon waking you up. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, lovely words there by Eamon. Uh, you know, what can we say? You know, we never realise how vital the paramedics is to have a rally until we need them. Uh, so if you can donate, please, if you can, uh, we'll put the, the link in the comments below, uh, you know, wherever you're watching this or listening to it. So that would be greatly appreciated. Um, as we read it in the, the, you know, the final edits to the, the podcast this week, the news broke about Paul Nagel retiring. A bit of a shock, Connor. Yeah, bit out of the blue, all right. Um, well, I was surprised to see that this morning. I, I thought if it was going to happen, it might have happened, you know, before the the, the, the start of next year. But, uh, I, you know, there was an interview with Paul and, and the reason for that is they wanted to give the replacement co-driver a chance to settle in with Craig before the, the, the next year of the WRC starts. Yeah, and like, I suppose in some ways that is, you know, it's a good idea because like Monty's done enough without... Go heading in there with, with a new co-driver and all I'll give the new guy a wee bit of time to bed in and they'll be testing obviously over the, the winter and one thing or another. Like, you know, Paul is going to stand as one of the great, true greats of Irish motorsport, you know, like five world championship ones with Chris Meek, 19 times in the podium. Um, you know, uh, one in the IRC title with Chris back in 2009, I think it was, a tarmac title. Um, and, you know, he always claims one of his great things that, you know, he always thinks, mentions anyway, whenever he's been interviewed, that he's won Killarney and Killarney Historics too. So that's a nice double there for him. Uh, like, and, and the range of drivers he's sat with over the years, it's like a who's who of Irish rallying. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, no, like everybody from Karen O'Neill, Eugene Donnelly, Gary Jennings, you know, it's just been incredible. Um, and, you know, even broader, you know, he's broader than Ireland. He sat with um, Guy Wilkes. He sat with Gwyneth Evans. And then, you know, we've been used to seeing Paul on the world stage for 18 years now. It's, it's absolutely crazy. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and there's a nice, uh, I suppose, circle, you know, it's, it's square in the circle almost. You know, he's starting, he's finishing on the same event he started. That's a nice touch as well. Absolutely, yeah. His first first appearance on WRC event was 2004 Catalonia. And that's the the rally he's chosen to to be his last Um World Championship event, and coincidentally enough, I I noticed when I was going through this morning that I actually was at the 2004 event. So I must start looking through the old photographs and see what I can take up of Paul. <laughs> you know what? You know, and then the 18 years that like, he has travelled the world, he has you know been at the top. Uh, you know the the story of him and Mick alone. There's there's a book in there. Never mind anything else. You know, uh, it's a fascinating career he's had, and closer to home, you know, he's had some great runs. And Andreas Mickelson too. He sat with him for a few events too. We can, um, you know, what can we say? Uh, totally understand why he's doing it. You know, that he's got young kid, uh, you know, a young family at home there. Like that time, you never get back. And it's you know, for him, I suppose he's been there, done that, and it's just time to take a wee step back. Absolutely, he ha you know, he he's more than done his time. Like you know, there's not too many people you can you know kind 18 years worth or, or more or less 18 years worth of, of WRC appearances uh, I certainly know from from as a spectator point of view watching the in cars I'll miss Paul's dulcet tones on the notes that's for sure that is for sure so well that's episode 33 or no sorry 34 <laughs> I should say uh, so please like share comment uh, all those things as we always say I gratefully appreciate it um, so until the next time take care speak soon and bye